proud land we grew up strong We were wanted all along I was taught to fight, taught to win I never thought I could fail No fight left or so it seems I am a man whose dreams have all deserted I've changed my face, I've changed my name Wow. Uh, yeah, we got. I, I don't know what that's called. <laughs> I have no idea what that tune yeah. is, ironically we, enough. Yeah, the funny thing is we wanted to do, we were, we were like trying to think of an intro tune we could play that's from way back in the day, something we didn't play, we don't play anymore, but from like the Desert Sky days. Yeah. And, and that's the one we came out, and I don't know what it's called. No, it was called. But I remember I, how to play it. I'm shocked we played it with Mistake Free from 15 years ago. How old well, I mean, it was a ver- it was a version. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I, don't, I think I might have a- added some embellishments just that I thought should be there. Perhaps, yeah. But you never. But you never know. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chanarant Podcast. Um, man, Fusco, do you know what really just feels like trying to pass a crumpled up ball of aluminum foil? I don't. It is the never ending cycle. Of a pipe band getting so close to the top of the mountain, getting to the point where you're ready, you're rebuilt, you're you're rocking and rolling, you're from six to midnight, your your dick is eighteen inches long, and you can <laughs> shoot lightning bolts out of your ass, <laughs> your arse, only only to be just smacked down by the fucking pimp hand of life. I thought you were gonna say the grind of podcasting, but. No, I mean, it, 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 okay. Full full disclosure: we are we are a little tired today. It's been a long it's been a long couple days. Long couple life. It's been, yeah, it's been a long it's been a long ten years. But uh, no, man, I think I really want to get into at some point in today's show, assuming that we ever get to the point. Um, yeah, you know, pipe band is this interesting thing where uh, it takes very stubborn people to make it work. Very stubborn. I feel like we are two of such people. I'm insanely stubborn. And we're kind of, we're going through, um, you know, we're going through that rebuilding phase yet again. Ask any of my ex-wives. Uh, all, all, none of them? <laughs> exactly. I'm too stubborn hey, to get married. You got an ex-fiance. That's pretty, that's yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Something. That's a start. Yeah. I, I'm excited for my first ex-wife. I feel like that's going to be great. Yeah, absolutely. I, I that's that's like my that's like my new uh, my new Tinder profile bio <laughs> is going to be looking for my future ex wife. You going to give her half your car? She fucking take it. <laughs> <laughs> I give her the whole damn thing. My car is a piece of shit. No one's taking that son of a bitch. All right. So, welcome to the Channery Podcast, as always. And my name is Josh. This is Andy. This is an explicit podcast, um, also the world's worst, scientifically proven. So, if you are sensitive in the ears, uh, nose, throat, or groin, <laughs> then, then I'm going to give you five seconds to walk away and go listen to something else. That's five, four, three, two, one. 
Fuck. That was impressive. That's pretty good. That yeah, yeah shit, we, haven't, we haven't sang together in a while. We haven't sang together in a while, and it's it's funny that you bring that up because we have a fucking concert where we have to sing <laughs> in in <laughs> what's today's date? It's the sixth today. About a month. Yeah, so we have about a month to pick a song, arrange the harmonies, teach everyone how to do them, and then perform it. So that'll be fun. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. And in the meantime, we have to make sure everyone's up on the competition music for performance and all of the normal music, which I guarantee no one's played. Nobody's in six played months. in six months. No. Yeah, there's. I guarantee you, nobody knows Bonnie Dundee. Dude, the first the first time that we hear Bonnie Dundee at a practice on a Tuesday is going to be like a dog pound on fire. Oh yeah. I'm Although, gonna, oh, I'm, fuck, that was me. <laughs> I'm going to lose my shit. Although I will say this, um, we, we could be pleasantly surprised because I have been pleasantly surprised lately. You have, have you? In what way? In some ways. Um, I will say this. Uh, the Channerate podcast is notorious for us bitching about our own band because that's kind of what birthed it into this this little butt baby into the world. Right, sure. But yeah, like, lately I I have had some high points. Um, name three. Name three. Sure. Um, on Tuesday at practice, uh, most people showed up to the circle with their pipes in pretty good shape. They did. That... In, it was in, they were in pretty good shape as far as tuning and maintenance. They did. They Most did. people, but, uh, but I, it a, was like it was like a, a solid a, a considerate majority. I would say about ninety five percent. It was a solid A. It wasn't everybody, but so that but, was very satisfying. Okay, I'll f- keep going. Get do you, you want to you want a counterpoint? I have or, a counterpoint for that. You wanna, let's go one at a time. Count, oh, okay. 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 Yeah. So that was you're right. That absolutely did happen. However, the week before that, you weren't there, mm-hmm. and I absolutely had to lose my shit on everybody because. Nobody came to the circle tuned or with their maintenance in good order, and I just lost my mind. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> and then people got so really I just upset. catch them. I just catch them on their good you days. You just happened to catch yeah. it because I uh, said, "Please, next week, show up with your stuff properly. Like, know how to tune your drones before you walk in the circle, so it's not completely awful. It doesn't have to be great. No, it doesn't have to be fucking perfect tuning. Like, it's not going to be anyway. You got to get a little air in there, war- sure. heat, warm them up. Sure. You know, get a little moisture in. But like the thing that makes me bananas when somebody walks in the circle and their bass drone is like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> way up top like, and i just threw these together like a, <laughs> it's like playing let's see uh you mean the, you mean bass drones playing a load you key. mean when they show up to the circle and uh their drones sound like any um las vegas service band playing at a, an incredibly important memorial event something like that <laughs> exactly like exactly that. like that yeah <laughs> okay so but second, anyway yeah. a second thing but um, they did learn they gave them a week and yes. they did come so you're right yeah um a second good thing so we had a, we had a practice today and I will say that uh, not a lot of grab-assing. Everyone was pretty much on task. People actually were paying attention to changes. So, you know, we mm-hmm. have a big thing where everyone wants to have any kind of adjustment uh, two years in advance in writing. So in they writing, can, yeah, like notarized. Notarized. And so I thought people, I thought people, today, were, uh, people today were really good about like adjusting on the fly because we had an instructor come in, uh, which we may talk about a little bit later. And, you know, sometimes like, okay, we're going to cut this embellishment. Just don't play it anymore. Like it, it's it shouldn't be there to begin with. Like we're you know, and that's the thing. Like the music is kind of a living document to to a certain extent. Like you got to be able to make changes on the fly. Any anybody that has any real experience in music knows that. Yeah, you got to be able to improvise. <laughs> Bring your pencil because you're gonna write on your fucking music. Because I was so I was kind of excited that people were pretty. Um, people weren't bitching about it very much. Mm-hmm. People were just kind of rolling with the punches, and it was just like okay, like here's the change. We're about to play this on pipes in five seconds. That change better be in there, right? And I thought people were more adaptable 
than usual today. I thought people were really kind of rolling with it and getting getting in the groove of like, okay, this is what we're doing now. Counterpoint? Counterpoint. That only happened because of the person telling, the person delivering the message. Absolutely. But that's why we pay those people. Yes. If it were me, I would have gotten <laughs> a shit ton yeah. of pushback. If it was you, it doing- was like, you're going to... You're, you're going to remove an embellishment in this tune I've had for two years, a month before the concert? Are you a madman? <laughs> can, ima- can you imagine the <laughs> level of argumentation that would have happened if, if that was me delivering this message? But, I mean, we I don't know if we've said this before on the show, but there is this entire, like, uh, sub-industry in the pipe band world of just having someone else's pipe major, paying someone else's pipe major to come down and tell your pipe band the same shit you've been telling them. Oh. Oh, absolutely. This this is not uncommon uh, feeling amongst pipe majors to deal with that. Like, you know, whoever comes in and says the exact same thing you've been saying for years, but granted, they kind of listen and then they forget a week later and then yeah. it's a constant sort of, I don't know, two, is it two steps forward and one steps back or one step forward and two steps back? <laughs> I, I always thought of it as like, a, like that, but, <laughs> that uh, carnival game where you have the bungee cord and you have to try to like run to the end of the track before the bungee gets you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah, like that. It's kind of like that, yeah. Like I'm trying to, you just try to run to get to that little flag and then like <laughs> snap like Scooby-Doo and you go flying backwards. So here, this is the thing I was thinking about when they made that change today. Don't worry, we're getting it back to the third No, point, no worries. But because I'm thinking, all right, Jack just made this change. Now I have. Now I'm the one that's going to del- have to deliver the message to the people that weren't there today, which was, you know, it was quite a, quite a, a few people. Significant, there. significant amount. They're going to want me to rewrite the music. They're not going to be able to just write it in themselves. Can you rewrite it? Re-upload it? Put it on my band. Print it out for me. Because I'm not going to banging my head against that's the wall. That. Well, that's kind of that's kind of the theme of um, today's episode is banging yeah, your head against the wall. A little bit of that. But I will say this: we're not we're not defeated. We are not. No, we we're stubborn. We're stubborn as <laughs> shit. Yeah, we rise again. We're like stubborn two, or stupid or both. Like two drunken, moderately well hung phoenixes. <laughs> so, what's your third positive? Uh, you have a third one. Um, my third positive is that uh, Angel didn't come. So I thought that really made the practice great. It, at least uh, it wasn't derailed. It was on. It was <laughs> I'm on just point. kidding. Oh, I feel. Oh, that hurts my soul. I feel so bad now. Oh man, Angel gets so upset. Yeah. We well, I like picking on him because he's yeah. my friend. Yeah. Well, as I've told everybody, if I stop making fun of you, it means I don't like you anymore. Yeah. F you, Joe Brady. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, thank you for your three points. I appreciate yeah. you being so positive lately. Um, I'm trying, man. Somebody's got to be. You know what the you know what I find that secret is to um, unlimited pipe band. That was the table, not the oh, mic stand. Okay. Nice try. <laughs> uh, the, I find the secret to unlimited pipe band positivity is one. Oh, make, we show up every other week. Well, one, make sure <laughs> make sure that you're half in the bag a good amount of time. Oh, like, make oh, sure, you're, dude. I'm the nicest person in the world when yeah. I'm drinking. I try to I try to maintain a low level buzz at all times at this point. That's a good idea. Um, make sure that your life outside of pipe band is just total shambles, just complete dog shit, mm-hmm. and then you know you can take refuge in pipe band. No matter how bad like it seems, it's like well, it's, it's fucking better than my real life. <laughs> Been doing that for doing 15, that for years. Yeah. years. Dude, trust me, I'm learning. I'm learning the ways of the fucking sensei here. This is scary that you're <laughs> I can see Josh in fifteen years. Bearded, <laughs> well, defeated. Uh, I, I, maybe miserable. not maybe not bearded. Give me like thirty or forty years and then maybe bearded. Yeah, I don't at the at the rate I'm going, um, I'm gonna be a, a baby faced fifty year old. 
But no, like I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to be optimistic. I feel like we got it. We got it. Uh, Chain Rant is such a funny beast in our band and just kind of overall in our lives because it's us bitching just relentlessly. Really, is how it started. We moved our we moved our conversations where we would bitch about pipe band from the bar to in front of microphones in my dining room, which may have been a mistake, but or it may have been a good. Some thing. people seem to really like it. Some people seem to want to commiserate. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like I feel like it's funny because I feel like we're probably in a worse place than we were when we started. The podcast some, or the no, band? the band. Like when we first started the podcast and we're complaining about where we're at with the band, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. We might actually be in a worse place now, but I think I'm, I'm more optimistic about our outcomes. Like I see people putting the work in. Well, let's explain that. So, how so? Because of the numbers you're talking about. Numbers. No, we have no drum corps. Drum corps. We have, our drum corps is now officially zero. It's, yes, completely. There is zero drummers. Zero. In our band. Yep. We have a concert in 30 days. (laughs) With no drummers. With no drummers. So, you're right. It's not going to be a pipe band concert, motherfuckers. It's a bagpipe concert. (laughs) So, I can... (laughs) Yeah, it's not a pipe band or a pipe and drum corps. We definitely have an issue there. Um, However, again, it's a lot of life circumstances. It's... Well, there's a lot of factors. And people ask me this question fairly often about, like, why do... The people in the band will ask, why do people leave? Why why is it going down, et cetera, whatever. This has happened yeah. a few times over the years. And for the most part, it's life. People love to – I think people really want it to be my fault. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm an a-hole and drive people away and they, they love that. I think that, I think that, that idea really – I think that idea <laughs> gives you way too much credit. I I have yeah I'm not like, that good like I'm like not the that good idea at being an like the idea that you're you're effective enough of an asshole or enough of an asshole to make people quit like the like quit a pipe band no like no, no. it's I, only people that wanted to quit anyway yeah they just found the reason to get out basically well yeah so, I mean you gave them a reason well yeah that's true that could be the answer as well but well, it's like but the same the thing part, it's the same like, thing with like breaking up with a shitty ex like a shitty girlfriend or a shitty boyfriend like you want to do it anyway you're just waiting for a reason yeah you you're know? waiting for the just them to make that mistake where yeah. you can get an excuse to get out where you don't look like it. You don't look like the total asshole. <laughs> exactly. Well, I didn't I didn't quit because I didn't want to learn any of the music or show up to any of the practices. I quit because Andy's such a meanie. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very good analogy, Josh. You're remarkably smart for a young guy every once in a while. I'm not that fucking young, man. <laughs> it's so funny. You're the second person to say that to me this week. Well, you're I, 20, what, 7? 28. 20. Yeah, yeah. You're, there. you're getting close. I'm almost 30, bro. You're like, when, when, at what point am I no longer pretty young? Well, I guess to you, uh, I would say, <laughs> I would say the twenty nine. It's so funny. I had I had someone I had someone in my professional life, and they're like, you know, you're pretty wise for a young guy. I'm like, I'm like fucking three years younger than you. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Maybe it's the way you act. Like, you come across to like not only am I not that much, I'm not that much younger than you, but I'm also like I've I've, I've been around. I've seen some shit, dude. <laughs> oh, he has been around, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, you know it, especially lately. <laughs> make sure you make sure you get your shots if you ever hang out. Dude, with Dude, I am I am clean as a fucking whistle, man. <laughs> Give yourself fifteen years years and a beard. Fifth, well, so yeah. Clean. <laughs> if I I about to say if I had the beard. I feel like uh, if I had like a really rocking beard, I'd be more worried about STDs because I'd get so much more, I'd oh, so much more action. Absolutely, you know, yeah, yeah. Like I'm swimming in the poon at this stage of my life. That's it's fantastic for you, yeah. and and the fact that you can get it halfway erect for some of these people is amazing. Halfway would is a good night. I know a doctor you can talk to <laughs> about that. By the way, do you? We're gonna get Andy on that little blue pill. <laughs> oh shit! So, 
<laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> well, I, I totally skipped over housekeeping, um, but oh, maybe we'll just like, and... make it like pre-record that and put it in later or something. Yeah, I don't we'll know. Get to it. I was listening to some shows that do do the format a little differently, so we might mix it up just to see what people let's just, say. Let's just keep going straight up topic and fuck it all. Yeah, fuck it all. <laughs> right. I think all the listeners know they can review the show, send us emails, voicemails, like us, check out the store, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a campfire fireside chat episode with the Chan Rant podcast like we're you know our defenses are down we've had a long couple days long couple days long practice today i'm i'm about i'm gonna get myself drunk on this show yeah i'm tired and we were out late last night and we were out late last night and not in the sense that we were like out partying late like i got home at two o'clock in the morning i left here at like 11 yeah 11 or 12 yeah i had two beers Mm -hmm. in that time period i think Okay. Like, I wasn't, like, I wasn't raging. No, it was just, but it was a long night and well, yes. the whiskey tasting. Spe- yeah, I was about to say, um, speaking of a long night, we had the uh, band that should not be named had our whiskey tasting fundraiser that actually we hold for the past, what, three years this now? Is the thir- this, this is the this third. This was the third. Yeah. And it's to um, essentially raise money for the concert in November. And I, I thought it actually went really well. I had my I had my doubts about moving it from a private residence where we do all the work to an actual like venue venue correct yeah. uh, to have help from a restaurant and all that stuff i had my doubts that it was gonna be a pain in the ass and just kill the margins but i thought it really went well well fortunately the margins were purely based on sales yeah so the number of tickets sold so that actually didn't even come into play i was worried about that at first too but and we close to sold out. I think our goal was fifty, and we had somewhere in the mid. I think we were like we were like 40s. five short. Yeah, yeah. It was there were it was not close. there were not very many empty seats. No, it was very very close. So, but then we didn't have to do any of the work at all, oh, other than so the much easier and running the silent auction, which is really where the money in the past has come from, anyway. Because in the past we did it at somebody's house, and then we did all the food, and we did we got the donations of whiskey and all that sort of stuff, <clears throat> and. Um, no, it was brilliant. In the end, like the cost of the ticket, even back then, more or less covered all our expenses anyway. So the basically, no matter how we've done it, it, the the money we've raised has always come from the silent auction. Essentially, no, I think I thought it was really great, and I got to give a sh- I got to give credit where credit is due. Um, Lauren, who's been on the show before, um, people longtime listeners will remember Lauren. Like she put that event together. Her and Babs, who's also been on the show before, like mm-hmm. they fucking took the ball and run with it. It's such a rare thing for me to go to one of these events where I don't have to do everything. Absolutely. And it's a wonderful thing. It's an amazing and yet slightly terrifying feeling. It's okay. like like at first I'm just like, this is gonna be a disaster. Like I don't know anything about this. No one's I haven't been tapped to help with anything. I got tapped to be the MC like a week before the event. Right. And I'm just like, oh fuck, <laughs> like, like is everything gonna be okay? And then I showed up and they're like, No, we got this. Everything's everything's covered, everything's nailed. I was like, you guys are amazing. Oh, this is awesome. That very rarely happens for me. No, I, I typically work in, in organizations and industries where nothing is nobody done. does anything. <laughs> no, you're right. No, it was great in that sense that we didn't, you and I were almost not involved at all yeah. for the most part, which was scary because I knew nothing. However, I will um, say that if, if you want, if you don't involve us, you can't give us attitude for us not being involved. Well, this is this is an was an interesting thing, thing. That was the only thing that bothered me is I was catching attitude for not being involved when I was not asked to be involved. The thing, one of the Which interesting, like, Great, one of interesting one. <laughs> things for me was like I had people, I had a lot of people asking me questions about it because yes. I'm because well, you and I have this problem where we're the like kind of we're faces we're faces of the band 
and then me being both in the band and involved with the games, like if it's something that's like Celtic related in mm-hmm. Las Vegas and people have questions, they fucking ask me. And I'm Correct, like, yeah. I'm like, I don't, that's not my event. I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I can give you the person you should ask, yeah. but it's not always me. I'm not, I don't, I, you, there used to be a point in my life where I had some hand in every fucking event going on. Yeah. That I'm, I don't anymore. Yeah. Now we have like people that are incredibly talented and that are working their asses off to do this stuff. And I just tell them, what do you need me to do? And then I just follow orders. (laughs) Correct. And that's what you hope to gain. Like essentially a, an effective leader. I mean, other than theoretically being inspirational also delegates amazingly well or had, or puts people underneath them that do a job that, so they don't have to do it essentially. Absolutely. Right? So, and that's kind of where this thing ended up in a, in a place where you and I did not have to get involved at all. Other than like a week before when, I mean, it, it was just a, it just it was bad coincidence that the, the original MC fell out sort of last minute. So that's why that came about. Otherwise it, it would have been taken care I of. I mean, but. I thought it was a pretty good coincidence because I'm trying to get into the MC game. Well, I mean, it worked out great. I In feel like end, uh, I, I got to get I got to get a couple under my belt, you know, so people start getting me for these gigs. Sure, no, the no, no, no. dude, out the great. MC gigs are lucrative in this town. Are they? Oh yeah. Like, mm-hmm. don't be wrong. I don't think I can get gigs on like the Mark Chinook level, but like, <laughs> but I can, I, you know, like I can talk. Oh, you definitely can <laughs> for at least an hour <laughs> a week. But. Yeah, no, I thought the whiskey tasting was fantastic. Um, big props to Lauren and Babs and Claire. And Jack for playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was an amazing event. I think they really killed it. Yeah, it went off very smoothly. So, and all I had to do was show up and flab my gab. Yep, exactly. Which yeah, me, me too. That's fucking amazing. That never happens. And that's kind of where I was always hoping. <laughs> see, I get. I like you. I get a lot of questions. Like, tell me about the whiskey. And not even tell me about the whiskey. Where do I buy tickets for the whiskey tasting? Like, I've had that happen to me numerous times. I'm like, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. Website, go to the fuck, Facebook. I know it's on Facebook, but other than that, I really, I've been told nothing. Yeah. So, I told, I told, go people to Eventbrite like, and look it up. But that's such a. I told people like <laughs> I found out. I found out about the the venue and the date from Facebook. Yeah, you were. Yeah, exactly. That like, seems got, a little like, odd to me. Like the event got posted on Facebook with the time and the date and the venue, and I was like, "Oh, okay. I guess that's. I guess but, that's pipes and pour." Well, to be fair, you weren't at the last board meeting, and no, you and don't go to those. I'm, so, and it's probably going to be even less in the future. But I'm a pipe sergeant. But, but that's like, fine. I'm just. But yeah, you know, general, I don't know what the pipe sergeant really needs to be at the, at the board meetings. I have uh, enough board meetings in my life. Probably not. But I mean, it's just a general communication thing. It's yeah. usually one of those things where if like, and and everybody that's on the board knows, like, if there's a question that pertains specifically to my areas of expertise like mm-hmm. y'all can always give me a call or a text but i don't know that i have to sit through a meeting to hear about the financials for an hour like i don't care it's true but then it's also hard to complain when you don't know the date until it shows up on facebook no i'm not, I'm not complaining i'm just I don't saying mean that's that, how it happens I'm, not saying yeah. I'm just you know luckily i'm, I'm super fucking adaptable man on <laughs> no but I, you know in the end it went off pretty well it seemed i i, I don't know the numbers i have no idea if we you know all those results but it's no reason i good. just don't think the people that are playing along at home are drinking enough <laughs> by the way uh sidebar i got a message this week an email from a person who works at a place where to keep it very general they work for a company that does something with like online sales basically okay. and when they're on a conference call with the guy that handles the it for this for this sales company a bell will go off sometimes <laughs> 
And the guy, he was telling me this week, he's like, man, every time that bell goes off when I'm on this conference I call, he's like, I want to tell everybody, drink, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty funny. <laughs> really, this whole podcast has just been a 36-episode experiment and training people to drink when I hit a bell. Pavlov's experiment. <laughs> <laughs> we're, just, we're just, sorry, guys. It's actually for science. It's for science reasons that we're doing this. So yeah, the, the whiskey tasting, I thought, was a smashing hit. Um, really great event. I can't wait for next one. Speaking of the people who helped out, um, our performer, Mr. Jack Lee, who was in town. We talked about the instruction we had today. Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody knows that Jack is our instructor. Mm -hmm. Pipe band, um, what do you call it? Uh, um, Consultant, I guess. Pipe band consultant, pipe band developer. (laughs) Um, Really great practice with Jack today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the only reason I mention it is because he's going to play the Glenfiddich on October 27th. Yeah. And I really want him to win. Yeah, just so we can say. Just so <laughs> when he comes back to play the concert, we can be like, oh, yeah, and like Glenn Fiddick Award winner. Two Jack times Lee. in a row, Glenn Fiddick Award winner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking yeah, of that, I don't know if anybody out there knows this, but you can stream and watch the Glenn Fiddick live as it's happening. No fucking name. Uh, yeah. So should we do a should we do a Channerant reacts live we might stream? Be able to because it's not BBC. It's not BBC. So we can get away with it's, it. But it's Saturday the twenty seventh of October, so we might be able to pull this off. The only thing is they play a lot of fucking peep rock, and that'll put a, everybody and us to sleep. Halloween Halloween it. weekend, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but eh, but it's it's gonna be at like like six in the morning for us or something like that. So maybe we can pull that off. But. Um, there's a lot of uh, good friggin' players this year. I mean, there is every year, of course, but, uh, you know, it's a pretty impressive list of people. And I'm so happy that there's, like, this rise of the live streaming and, like, technology in, in these kinds of events. Like, I know, I know that some people think that it hurts attendance. I can tell you as an event organizer, it doesn't have any effect on attendance whatsoever. It can't possibly. Like, the pe- like. Guess what? If if there's a competition in Scotland and I live in Nevada, I'm not gonna fucking go. <laughs> right. So it'd be just, really awesome if I could watch it though. Or but you could stream it and you can get that shit sponsored. And there's yeah. a lot of good opportunities there. And it's always better for some reason live than it is recorded. If there's a more there's more energy to it or something to watching it live. This is an interesting topic because I've you know just just because of the nature of my work, I've thought about this a lot for events. We talked about. Um, when we were first getting off the ground of Chan- with Chanaran, like what's Chanaran going to be? Like, is it going to be this kind of like coverage of events? Like, what do we think? Mm-hmm. And we talked about actually like attending games and doing something similar to what Rap does and live streaming competitions mm-hmm. on in you know Western United States. Like, why not? I mean, nobody's really doing that. Granted, Phoenix stole the idea, fuckers. But um, at the same time, like. <sighs> There's so much that goes into live streaming a performance that I'm not sure the five minute delay is worth it to just record it and upload it instead. Like just record it raw, upload it to the internet raw instead of and so it's it's only a couple minutes delayed, really. Yeah, but I, I do think there's an energy to the live part that people want to be part of the live thing. You do get the, you the, get interaction, the interaction, interaction, you get the comments. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I, this is, I mean, this is an interesting you're this is a right. question to the audience. W- would the audience want Chanarant to start doing that, to start like live streaming performances, events, yeah. competitions? I'm not saying that we can or afford record. to, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a whole other thing, but... <laughs> but if we're there anyway, maybe we can make it happen? Yeah, I think it would have to be more consistent. Like, Rab makes a point of going 
very specifically going to at least all the majors for sure. But well, he's a got a he's got a team. That's true. I mean, for us to travel to all those places in the West Coast. Is but then again, why can't we build a team? Maybe we have six. We have six people. We got six people all across the United States. <laughs> we could maybe there's, and there's that. options here. That's an, that's possible. So I don't know. Uh, but then again, but anyway, does anybody want to hear any of the pipe bands in the Western United States? <laughs> probably, probably. I mean, not. probably not in the Western United States, except for a couple. But I guarantee there's some in the uh, Eastern United States that should deserve a little more airtime. Probably. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Some worth looking into. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we have much. I don't know if we have enough bandwidth to take on any more empire projects right now. But the main point of that, going all the way back to the beginning, was just I'm sending all of my um, hope out to my friend Jack, who is uh, playing in the Glenfiddich. I'd love to see him win again. Just I would love to see him win again, just because he's a good guy and a great fucking player, and I yeah. thoroughly enjoy getting to watch him, you know, yeah. do his thing. Home team. <laughs> yeah, home team advantage. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough, man. I wonder how difficult that feels to try to repeat because he won last year, and I wonder if what the goes well, I mean, on. It's in totally, his head it's is totally rigged. So there's no way. He's win. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, that's band contest. <laughs> but there are some phenomenal players this year. Hit it! I did it. it yeah. Me. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> hit it! You did it, and we'll quit it. <laughs> but Stuart Little is playing this year. He didn't play last year, so that might have been why Jack won. I don't know. Just a theory. You know, Roddy McLeod, of course. Oh is shit! There. Are we gonna get some? Are we gonna get some rivalry going. <laughs> Angus McCall is playing this year. We don't have Willie McCallum didn't make it this year, which is kind of interesting. He's not in the list. But uh, and then we have a father son team, believe it or not, that are both playing in the Glenfiddich. Who's this? Bruce and Alex Gandy. So Bruce is the no father, Alex shit, son dude. From Halifax. How California. fucking hilarious would it be if Alex beats Bruce? That would be amazing. Beats Bruce. That would be fucking amazing. <laughs> I hear Bruce. I've only that'd be met a real. Once. That'd be a real quiet family dinner. <laughs> I've only met Bruce once, uh, but I've heard he's a pretty excitable and or, um, what's the right word to describe him? Uh, he's a, he's angry in a funny way. Well, I mean, he called me to see if I, if he could come on the show, but I told him maybe next season. <laughs> We're kind of booked up. We'll get Alex first. Yeah. We're kind of, <laughs> depending on who wins. I told him, depending on who wins the Glenn Fiddick, we'll see which we'll one see. of you gets we'll to come on. We'll come see which on one of you gets to come yeah. on Channerant. Yeah. But that would be hilarious if, uh, this is the first, as far as I know, it's the first time Alex has ever qualified for the Glenfiddich, and Bruce has been there many times. But. Is um, one of our other friends that, in case they're not going, I don't want to name their name. Are they going? No. Oh, okay. No. no. Nope. Just in case they aren't going, I didn't want to like blast them on air. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. <clears throat> so, yeah, but it should be amazing. I'm planning to. Uh, do we should do a uh, we should do a viewing party. That'd actually be fun. It would be you and what, me. And what time is it? We'll invite people. Angel will call Angel will say he's going to say he's going to go, but he won't actually show well, up. The trick is don't put anybody that you know is not going to come in charge of bringing the ice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder if Angel will have steam train down by October 27th. I don't Do know. we want to talk about that? Yeah. yeah uh, we can, we can talk about that. It's, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a grab bag. Um, <laughs> so uh, lay the groundwork for us there, Fuko. Okay, so we decided this year that we were going to play Steam Train to Malague at the Thanksgiving concert. With We did it once before years ago with the kids, and, and it went okay. This year we wanted to do it with the adults who were quote-unquote better players and really got a good, get a good recording of it and everything. Excuse me. <clears throat> so we figured it would be myself, Josh, 
the advanced group, what we call the Wait, I thought you said the adults. <laughs> in in years, not yeah. <laughs> in quantity, not, ne- not, not necessarily quantity. in temperament. <laughs> so myself, Josh, uh, Angel, our friend Daniela, and possibly our friend Eric. Uh, and you know, when did we? We probably started it six months ago or something. It was a while ago, yeah. Because um, and it's so funny. This actually kind of plays into. We did get an email from uh, JD Ingram, and one of his questions was, "Is Steam Train overplayed?" And in my opinion, yes. <laughs> you know, it is, but it's one of those crowd pleasers. Is, well, I mean, is it any better those... or worse than fucking Amazing Grace at this point? Or? No, nothing's worse than Amazing Grace. But it's one of those things for me, like when you first presented it, I'm like, ah, fucking Steam Train, like really, this is definitely overdone. But it's one of those things I wanted to have in the repertoire. It, it's nice to have so, so we, if we can pull it out if we need it. It gave me, yeah, yeah, you know, like you, it's, it's, like a, it's, like, it's like a condom, like... You want to have it on you if you need it. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to use it, but But you want to be prepared. Just in case. (laughs) Nobody wants to have a girl come back to your place and then, you know, you're like, oh, shit. So, yeah, no, uh, so I I agreed. I agreed to to Steam Train, even though I think it's overplayed, just because I thought that, you know, at least least I wouldn't be that guy that's like, oh, that's that's like so overdone. Like, well, do you know how to play it? <laughs> the hipster well, version no. of a piper. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like I feel like with musicians, like some people are like, well, I don't want to take the time to learn that, so I'm just gonna say that it's overdone. This coming from the guy that still plays goddamn pumpkins. Fancy. Dude, we that's talked about this. Only fucking solo tune. We talked about this on the show. I can't even stand. I can't even hardly stand that fucking tune anymore. <laughs> but he still pulls it out every it's time. It's a crowd pleaser, man. They but fucking like it. But that's yeah. the point, I guess. So, like, like, I guess that's the argument. Do like, you I've do tried it? playing. I've tried playing like technically more difficult and interesting stuff and the fucking crowd doesn't give a shit no and that actually goes back to another question that jd talks about in his email which i guess we're going to just keep randomly yeah yeah we'll just we'll hit to it every now and then (laughs) um but he, he talks about why don't street bands even attempt hornpipes or jigs uh they're easy ones out there instead they all do amazing calypso whatever you know <laughs> he says <laughs> let me say what he said <laughs> instead they all do amazing clips or whatever and rake some marshmallows <laughs> rake some marshmallows <laughs> so um that's a great question and i was hoping to ask a guest i think today that about that but like why why don't why do the well okay i, I think i know i'm about to say i'm pretty sure I have, a, I have a, I have a hypothesis <laughs> what's your hypothesis why don't they go for something actually finger like interesting um because it is a shorter path to play something that is incredibly simple, no matter how terrible it is, as quickly as humanly possible and pretend that it's a different time signature or a different tune instead of having to actually learn how to something express new. a jig or yeah. a strass bay yeah. or a reel. Like we had this, we had a similar thing um, when we introduced like the MSR in, you know, when the grade five band dissolved and the grade four band was all we had. And we were, you know, starting to introduce people to tunes that weren't fucking marches. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, like, you need to express each of these types of tunes differently. Like, you need to express a jig differently than you express a march, differently than you, very differently than you express a Strathspey, very differently than you express a reel. And by the way, within the category of reels, there's a couple different subcategories for how round or not round you're going to play it, so right. we'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, then there's that. Like, we have two reels in our medley that perfectly illustrate two different schools of thought on, on a reel. Yeah. 
Because one's just like straight, and one's got like, you know, you get that, you get that different kind of feel to it. One's the, you know, hammer in fucking railroad spikes with a hammer, right? And one is the, uh, you know, jerking it while you choke yourself, trying not to pass out. Right. Okay. What was the question? The, you were you oh, were so reading we were JD's about, comments yeah, about yeah. so why don't they why don't street bands good? try to play shit other than uh, amazing clips or rakes of marshmallows right so okay so if you were <laughs> in this a, episode just be called rakes of marshmallows <laughs> that's I think that's do. a good idea I'm gonna write that one down <laughs> so credit to JD Ingram and Eminem <laughs> so <laughs> so what do you th- okay so I guarantee you as much as we would roll our eyes as Okay, when we post this video of us, I'm doing rolling steam my train, eyes already. Like I'm, yeah, I rolled my eyes when I came. I'm up gonna be, I'm gonna be rolling my eyes during the performance. But I know people are gonna, the people in the audience are gonna like it. So we're going to eventually well, put a video out. Well, they probably will. Well, we'll see how it goes. If we play it, <laughs> well, that goes back to the angel coming. We'll get back. We'll yeah, get back. We'll, to, we'll get there. But we're on a tangent we, inside of a tangent inside of a tangent. <laughs> Chain range is like inception <laughs> of tangents. So. As much as I would roll my eyes at somebody playing Steam Train, like I, I, I walk out of the room when they play Cajun Grace. So, like, if a service band was to play Steam Train or, instead of Cajun Grace or whatever, I would be so much more like I would stand there and. and but it would just them. sound like a dog pound. Well, I'm assuming they're doing it reasonably well, which that's a big leap. That's but, a huge leap. It's a huge leap to assume they could fucking play Amazing Grace reasonably well. Well, that's true, but I'm I'm just I'm trying to like give them the benefit of the doubt here. At least if well, okay, I guess that's You're wrong. trying to jump the goddamn Grand Canyon with your shoelaces tied <laughs> well, together. That is the the <laughs> level of leap you're making. Remember here. Jack did say today what did he say today about you get no points for style. <laughs> you get no points for st- for style or creativity. So just get it right and make it simple and get it right. So that's a good point, but but would you rather listen to Kate? Oh, I would rather listen to them play Amazing Grace, right? But if they're going to play Cajun Grace, go for something else. Like, do something. I don't know. But then again, they don't. Honestly, I'd do rather. They, I'd do rather, they actually care about getting any respect from those of us? Dude, no. Like, it doesn't. Like, they probably just, they not. just think no one knows the difference. Like, I don't. I would honestly rather try to suck start a shotgun than do any of those things than listen to them play fucking Amazing Grace or Steam Train. Okay. That's fair. I got no answer. <laughs> coining, coining the use of the term "try to suck start a shotgun." <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, fuck. Why they don't do it? I don't know. Um, Just why don't? I, but it's also okay. So, like, why don't they do that? So, why don't they learn some jigs? Why don't they do that? Why don't they learn to tune? Why don't they learn to play on time? Why don't they fucking learn to not dress yeah, like drum majors? You're going down, like, you're going down a hole. You just keep asking why. Yeah. why, why, why. And like, and I'm sure I'm gonna next time my house catches on fire, nobody's gonna come. But still, like I said, next time, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, but still, it's like, guys, like, for fuck's sake, I'm, I just, I'm, so, I'm so burnt out on that topic. It's taking 36 episodes of bitching about goddamn service bands. Are you really? Because we had it come up again this week. Dude, we had it come and, up again. And this we week. got all fired up about it. We had it come up again <laughs> this week. For those of you playing along at home. Um, this uh, Monday was the anniversary of the worst mass shooting in all of American history here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And it's kind of a fucking deal for us. Yeah, like, everyone cool. here is affected in some way. Yeah. And, of course, big memorial service, cop and fire band, 
playing like a fucking dog pound. Yep. Videotaped all across all the broadcast, all over the news, all over the goddamn world. And it was crap. And what was funny about it is who brought it up today? Uh, our instructor. Our instructor happened to bring it up today. He's like, so what he said was, he's like, my wife told told me, she's like, fuck, how did he say it? He, he said, said, my uh, wife told me my mo- there, mo- there's a memorial event, there's a pipe band in Vegas, is that one you work with? Yes. He, she asked him if he was working with the band that played the memorial, Amazing Grace, whatever it was, on the TV that she heard in Vancouver, Canada. Obviously, it does go across the world. This yes, is not just it local really, news. This is why we get so upset. So she's asking him, is that the band you play for? And he said, no, it couldn't possibly be. And he, but he didn't really know until no, he, he came down yeah, here he, just he asked heard us. It. He asked us. Like, he like, heard it in the other room. He's like, there's no way that's There's that. no way. So he asked us, "Is that was that you guys? Like, no, no, no. He's like, well, why didn't they call you guys to play? I'm like, that's a great question. It's a great fucking question. We actually <laughs> talked about this today. Like, we're going to have to start an actual campaign. To get the mayor to call us instead of the... F- or, I mean, I'll put on the fucking uniform. I don't give a shit. Like, I still want to. I just don't want everyone to think that bagpipes suck, right. and I don't want the. I don't want these kinds of events that are like somber memorial events to be completely disgraced by an incredibly horrible performance of the instrument. Yeah, not because like, it is like you're, it you're is. Right it's that. disgraceful not just to the people that are performing. It's disgraceful to the people that are attending. It's disgraceful to the people that were lost. Mm-hmm. And it's a fucking kick in the nuts to everybody who tries to perfect that craft across the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like and, it or and, not, we live in Las Vegas, dude. Like, we're heavily televised. Yeah. And here's another thought that occurred to me: to, one when he brought this up was, it's not only it's not only that it's it's also the fact that we are associated just because of where we live. As a perfect example, Jack's wife says, "Is that the band you're working with?" Because it just so happened to be happen in Vegas. There's a band and they in Las Vegas. In the bagpipes in, in Las Vegas. People think it's us. Think it's us. Like, okay, so now people... And if, Dude, people asked us about the goddamn McCain Piper in Arizona. Right. <laughs> like, like, it just sucks that you're associated with that. Nonsense. It's nonsense. Dude, I said it today. Like, I'm going to have to quit my fucking job. Which I'm pretty okay with. <laughs> it's a shit job anyway, right? <laughs> Become either a police officer or a firefighter. Work my way up just so I can goddamn at least have one person with drones tuned in the band. Mm-hmm. And I and the the problem the thing that e- frustrates me even a little bit more is that I know some of those people mm-hmm. personally, and they're good people, and I enjoy them, but they just refuse to do better, and that is fucking frustrating as shit mm-hmm. to me. Doesn't mean they're bad people; they're just making bad choices. Just making bad choices. I think that's a great way to put it. Because I know them. They're good people. I had a beer with some of them literally last night after the goddamn whiskey tasting because some of them were at the bar. Yeah. Drummers, not pipers. But still, it's just like, guys, like, what the fuck are you guys doing? There's no way that you go back and listen to that video as a musician and say, say I'm proud of that. That was a good performance. Yeah. Good show. Yeah. Now, all musicians have some little amount of self hate, and they're always critical of themselves. However, I have a lot of self hate. Y- yeah. Hence, of hence the alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but still, you can go back and say, all right, like this was reasonable for the event. But I didn't fuck no it up way, that bad. There's no way. Exactly. There's no way they're going. Well, I, I guarantee you, they are going back and saying, man, we we nailed that. That was awesome. Because otherwise, why would you show your face in fucking public again? After that last time, that last important event that you played that was... That was shit. complete dog shit. Yeah. I don't know. We keep going around this fucking Dude, thing. Dude, this, this topic <laughs> will never go away. Everybody thinks I'm fucking... There is a lot of bad blood 
in Vegas between us and them, but... Not for me. <laughs> well, I mean, there probably is if they listen to the show, but... <laughs> there, oh, there absolutely is. But... Like, like nobody I, did anything to us. It's I would, just like, I would you know love what? to help. You know I just fucking Christ, guys. Like I'm so tired of this. I'm so tired of shitty players being televised. Yeah. And and you know like I'll put on the fucking fire hose kilt and shit. All that ugly crap. Like I'll put on yellow flashes. I'll <laughs> wear a fucking I'll wear a horse head. Like I don't is know. Your, but is your ego that big? You're already a fireman. You're already getting hero pussy. Just just alone by being a fireman. <laughs> Do you really got to put is on that a, a term? Is that a term we're going to coin on the fucking... Oh, no, I didn't coin uh, that. No, no, it's... Uh, hero pussy? <laughs> Doug Stanhope, I think, came up with it. Came up. Um, You're already getting hero pussy? Yeah. That was he's fucking he t- hilarious. <laughs> he was talking about military police fire back in 9-11 getting hero pussy. But, uh, I mean, really, you guys got to put on a kilt, too? I mean... Like, just fucking learn the instrument. It's not that fucking... Well, okay, it is difficult. Hold on. That was a bad story. I but. think... But but I will also <laughs> but, say this. When I talk about knowing uh, knowing a fair amount of those people, like some of those I used to even teach, they're totally capable of doing oh, of performing better. Absolutely. Fuck, some of those people used to play with us and played better with us than they play now. Yeah, yeah. I've lost students to them where I, I would teach them and then they'll go join the Emerald Society. Let me tell you, nothing pisses me off more than that. And it's not... Like... Okay, the problem is that let's I have go. Let's standards. Be, let's be cops. <laughs> <laughs> then no one can give us shit for shit-talking service bans because we'll be cops. That's a good point. I mean, I carry a gun every day anyway, but that's just because I'm a redneck. Now I can have a badge <laughs> to go with it. License to kill. <laughs> license, In this country. Anyway. License to fucking mason tase, <laughs> at least. I don't think, I would, I don't think I'd want to just uh, straight up shoot somebody. I don't want to be on the news. All right, we got to get off the subject. We're going to be... We need to cut. We need to cut. When, I know you're going to say whether or not you... I know you're going to say I'll edit that out, but you need to actually edit that shit out. No, no, no. I'm leaving it in for sure. Don't just, don't just listen to half the fucking episode, the first 10 minutes of the episode and leave all that shit in. So, JD also asks, why does every grade one medley sound the same? Why can't we be more like Brett, Brittany, I suppose, Britannia? I don't know what the fuck he's saying. He's talking about the French. French. He's talking about the... I don't yeah, know what saying, but... Bretagne is the uh, French Bretagne? competitions. Yeah, Bretagne. Is it really? Yeah. Anyway, seriously, look up the French contest. I'm probably wrong on that. Someone, s- will, someone will send us some comments. I have seen those. They're, they are interesting. They have massive amounts of... He says, they have massive amounts of creativity... Is the lack of creativity in the top grades anyone's fault? Yes. The ju- absolutely. The judges. The judges <laughs> and the tradition of the system. Like, absolutely. Like, I immediately can answer that question. <laughs> Why do all grade one medleys sound the same at the Worlds? Because of the judges. Because the judges. They, they can only make small changes like like the field marshal ending or the like the Toronto police thing that was a big deal. like Or even White Horse or the Australian. Like, so... The fact that Victoria Police won in 98 was mind-blowing because they were pushing the envelope so hard that year. Like, it just doesn't happen. Every once no. in a while, you get some band that just happens to nail it at the right time, and it pushes the envelope. But Even if it's any consolation, most of these guys are pushing, like, 70, so we really only got, like, five or six more years to worry about it. Yeah. And then and then a new a new wave can happen. But I will also say this. Like, yeah, it's definitely the judges. Um, they're entrenched. Bands will absolutely change their performance depending on the judge. To suit the judge situation, yeah. We changed, when we were doing the circuit, even at a lower grade level, we changed the way we expressed our stress bay three different times just to suit the judge that we were playing for that particular weekend. Like, we would practice the stress bay differently. Mm -hmm. That's true. So, yes, it's the judges. Um, Next question. Well, I mean, he asks who's to blame, and I have this answer for him. Hey, Canada! Hey, Canada! 
What do you think? It's a good thing we didn't have Jack on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I might have played that anyway, but yeah. <laughs> I think it's Canada's fault. I it's think Canada's he, fault? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, there's just <laughs> as many old crotchety Scottish fuckers as there are Canadian fuckers. No, absolutely not. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> hi, hi, Luce. What's up? So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, we all know the answer to that. It's not even a question. Uh, JD, I think you knew where you were going with that one. You let us write down another controversial path, and yep, we're going to get a lot of hate mail, <laughs> so that'll be great. Jack won't come on the show for another two years. Um, so JD did send in a voice, a, a sound effect, and I thought I'd play it out of context, because why not? Okay. Yeah, go for it. So this is JD's sound effect for his email. That was it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the sound of him <laughs> pulling his thumb out of his ass. <laughs> it sounded like it, yeah. didn't it? Just very tight, very tight. It could have been his sexy ass wife's ass. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> wait, I'll edit that out. Hold on. Yeah, that, that was yeah, too much. That was too much. Yeah, guess what? Um, I'm, I'm not saying shit on that because I don't need a, I don't need to get punched in the dick the first time I meet this person in real life. <laughs> Yeah, I've never actually met JD. I don't like, know how literally, big literally the first time I go to hang out with JD uh, and his lovely wife, I'm going to get a dick punch. No, not for you. <laughs> not for you're, your bad no, jokes. No, no, no. You're going to get beat up by the firemen in that band or whatever, the police or whatever. Dude, come at me, bro. Because <laughs> his band used to be a service band. Or they still, I don't know. There's a whole history. I don't Dude, know. Dude, if you want to, if you want to escape fucking firefighter pipers, just hide behind a tuner. <laughs> <laughs> That is the single-handedly the greatest <laughs> joke you've ever done on this fucking show. There's pants down, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on, hold on. We have like celebration music. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I put my fucking headphones down for that one. That was the greatest joke I've ever heard. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear Cahill's retort on that one. Oh my god. Let's celebrate, ladies and gentlemen. Drink, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, that was fucking I'm going, good. going straight to hell good. for that one. Oh man! All right, <laughs> dude. Seriously though, like oh, I'm gonna have to hire like a fire, a, like a private fire department because when my house, if my house gets on fire, ain't nobody coming. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm, I'm gonna buy two extra fire extinguishers. <laughs> Stuart, Stuart, come, come, put the fire out of my house. <laughs> uh, shit. Okay, so real quick, um. Some actual things happening. Big Rab and his hundredth live show. Yeah, this is this tickets is, available. Yeah, it's a big deal. So we gotta we gotta put the video together for that. I'm really excited, dude. Rab is like he. Everybody who listens to the show knows that Rab is a huge friend of the show. Um, he, he was highly inspired. He was the he was the inspiration uh, behind us even doing the show because yeah, which has we a went, lot to do with the topic that we've yet to get to. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I have all these notes written down yeah, about of course. that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, Rab. Um, yeah, we went. We when we were over there, we got to go on his show on Fuse Bounty Money, and it was so much fun. And we we had talked about this with uh, the former president of the Pipe Band years and year, years, years and years ago. ago about putting a podcast together. So yes, um, Rab's one hundredth live show. You have to go. If you are one of the six, please wear your Chanarant t-shirts. There will be a special surprise for those of you who knew. Absolutely. And we're gonna send him a we're gonna send him a little congratulation video so he can play it. It's so cool the idea of getting all the people who listen to that show together at a venue to like have beers, like shoot the shit, get a little bit of sesh. I wish we could do something like that here, but we only have six fans. They live in six different places <laughs> all over the world. Maybe for show 50. Maybe the 50th show we can do a live show, but it would be like 10 people. 
No, well, we get, we're only allowed to sell six tickets, right? Yeah, we'll have six seats. <laughs> ten, we'll have ten people. Four people seats. stand in the back. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's fair. Fair enough. I mean. But check it out the uh, Big Rab Hunters Live Show. Tickets are available. Buy them, suckers, because they are going to sell out, I promise. The Seaside Highland Games are next weekend. Are they really? I've not been to the Seaside Highland Games in an age. It's a great event. I've never been to one. You've never been to Seaside? Never. Oh, man. It's a great event. Um, awesome venue. I will not be able to go because I will be attending the Ren Fair in Las Vegas, which is also next weekend. And I know that we... Uh, <laughs> You're going to hang out with those losers? We Well, i got to advertise for the Highland Games. It's uh, a really good, really good marketing opportunity for the games to go hit all the uh, Rennies. No, it makes... Yeah, it makes sense. <clears throat> but, uh, dude, that shit gets weird. Oh, I've... Oh, it gets witnessed. It gets real weird. It got weird last year, late night. It get like, I'm trying to, like gird my loins for this kind of an adventure i've got a story about ren fair but i should save it for dirtbag olympics you should you should, you should write it down and send it in for dirtbag olympics I've speaking of which dirtbag olympics part three dirtbag olympics part three is coming up so send us your stories chanaran at gmail.com um we will assume you want them to be anonymous unless told otherwise yep. oh and then we got invited to the stone mountain highland games Oh, we did, yeah. Too bad we couldn't go. We are not going to be able to make it, unfortunately. I'm kind of bummed, but... Yeah, what are you going to do? You can't do everything. My, my work life is a dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> my personal life is a dumpster fire. So between the two of us, uh, we're one giant we're, dumpster we're fire. We're just two dumpsters. <laughs> two dumpsters on fire, <laughs> drinking whiskey and talking into microphones. Fuck it! <laughs> oh, fuck. So, Fusco, I see your uh, a beautiful mind notes you have scribbled out. Are you, yeah. you should intro this this topic for us well so, actually okay okay hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay so we're about to uh get into our topic of this episode if if it could be called the topic but before that we're gonna get a quick word from our sponsors who are also us um, yeah josh give me some of that flow Your girl's birthday is coming up soon. Why not grab her a Chainerant t-shirt or a tank top? Oh yeah. Let her know that she's one of the six. Your Chanarant t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, strap-ons, and butt plugs at Chanarant.com. So we're uh, we're right back into it. So Fusco, I see your beautiful mind notes that you've written out here. I have written a bunch of stuff. So <laughs> take take us take us on a journey. Well, w- let's reiterate what our topic is. What is our topic? The hard times of a pipe band, the ups and downs, the uh, ins and outs. Uh, yeah, I mean it's really like a you know it's a pipe band on life support. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's cyclical, so I guess it's not always on life support. But right now we're we're definitely in a valley. Yeah. I, I like on, to think we're, on, on, the we're on the rise. Definitely on the rise. Yeah, yeah. We went through the dark times. The beginning of Chanarant was us heading down into the valley. Yeah, that's kind of... We're just, we're just so now <laughs> clawing our way out of the valley. <laughs> we are. <laughs> through through goddamn 
perseverance. Yeah, and pure stupidity, stubbornness, whatever and, it is. And Bushmills. But <laughs> this episode brought to you by Bushmills. Bushmills, if you don't like your band, just get drunk. But you had asked about, should we take, We have we ever told the story of the band? Do we know the, the sort of the I just tell it anyway. The path that we've taken. We won't, we won't know if we told already until Camille fucking listens to it and <laughs> Tells leaves us a bunch of comments like, this, yeah. Yeah, you're repeating yourselves again. <laughs> the goddamn chain rain historian. <laughs> Ozzy Osbron. So, okay, so <laughs> this band's have been around about 20 years now. Next year will be 20 years. Next year will be 20. We're going to have to do something big like get a drummer. that'll be our celebration we'll we'll have a drummer in the band um so we've been through some ups and downs and uh you know it's been a a growth period and i took over back in 2007 as the pipe major really that long ago it was yeah you're an old motherfucker i know (laughs) and um we had i had my reservations about that choice what other choice was there? There time? wasn't any. That's exactly. why. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just have to step up and make it work or whatever. But so I, I think actually I know for a fact the reason that he asked me to do it was because it was the old question of I just happened to I won't say I was the best player at the time by any means, but I had the most potential and all that sort of thing. Well, and you showed up, and I showed up regularly. Yeah. So I think that's really what it was. But anyway. Um, so we took over, I took over back then. We had a, we did work towards growth significantly. We've always have. And for a few years, we just grew and grew and grew and grew. And we had a drum, we had a huge drum corps at one point. We've had lots of different, we've had a few different drum sergeants over the years. We had lots of pipers. There was a point where we had like 32 members in the band or something. It was like insane. That. And I, and I wasn't here for that. No. So yeah. apparently I'm the, maybe you're the, I'm the opposite of the rabbit's foot. <laughs> yeah. You, you, since you've come I back. Came, I came, I came back to an event. Um, while I was, I was away, I was away for school and I came back and I'm like, where the fuck are all these people? Like there's like 30 people in the band. Yeah. The, like some of those early pictures from the concert, the first year or so it's insane huge, yeah a huge huge group and and then it and then it fell apart five four four years ago something like that four or five years ago whatever it was like right after those first two years i think a lot of things started to fall apart a lot of people just disappeared life happened this dude got married and had a baby this guy went off on a mission this guy moved to montana uh, these people, you know, fought with Andy and they all left and <laughs> whatever. There's lots of different things that happened. And, uh, you know, we completely went back to square one where we had very a couple drummers. We've had a few pipers and we're like, now we start over. This happened again, what? Was it last summer? Two summers ago now? Yeah, essentially. But where like we, where on we a were, different scale, though. We were rebuilding again. We were starting ahead in the right direction. We were competing in grade five, got ourselves into grade four. Boom, Start happens all over again. Lost a shit ton of people, lost half our drum corps, just life quit, yeah. decided they were burnt out, whatever reason. Well, we had, we had kids, like we had, we had younger people that were going to school, they were yeah, moving. Just things, you know. And here we are again, like this was what, I guess last summer we lost the last of our significant drum corps and we're like, here we are again. <laughs> I've been through this so many times. Well, it's so funny because the first time it was a Piper problem. We didn't. We had like six pipers and like it eight was. drummers for a long time. It was a piper problem. We used to have way more drummers than pipers. And then now we have um, the decent amount of pipers, and we have we are officially at zero drums. We have gone to zero. Our last guy just resigned a week ago. Squid, yeah, yeah. Because um, you're a dick. 
It had nothing to do with it. Nah, me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and, but I understand that because there's a certain extent, like, when we try to bring in drummers and there's no, no drum corps, then what are, they have nothing to look at to be like, it's hey, I want to be part of that. It's just a person playing it's by like, themselves. Wait, it's just me. They're like, there's no, that's not fun. That's yeah. fucking painful. So <laughs> there's no one to teach you. There's no one for you to play with. Yeah. You, so wh- you're going to sit in a room by yourself on pad while we're working on Channer. Like, yeah, I mean, what does there to do? It's just, I, I completely get it. You know, I, I see why it happens. So it we sucks. need to, we need to bring in like a group. So we need, you gotta, you gotta start with a group to entice other people to be part of a group. I, I, that's my best guess. Right. So, <clears throat> so you and I are going to be pretending to learn drums at practices correct? for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, we've even had people offer to play drums. Like, there was a, a guy recently, I know he talked to you, he talked to me about mm-hmm. learning bass drum. I'm like, right now, what would be the point? There's, we don't, there's no, there's we don't have anyone to, to teach with. you. There's no you're one gonna to get, play you're with. You're going to be like, this, like is, this sucks and I'm out. So, I'm going to wait until we have a group to even bother to bring them in. I think it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, so, because otherwise, it's, the bass drum by itself is, is not useful. <laughs> Plus, that's <laughs> you know? my backup plan. Well, that's true too, yeah. My backup plan is to be a bass drummer. So don't get me wrong. I've made it to upper mediocre in bagpiping. I could excel in bass drumming. Well, if Cody pulled it off. You could. Yeah, fucking hey, man. <laughs> he learned. He learned on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. But I. I so it, brought, it begs the question of like, well, how do you go about fixing? You know, how do you, how do you keep a band that's going that's dealing with life support that's really just like on the edge of falling apart going? How do you get motivated? It's not even motivation. I don't even care. I think some of it is motivation. You think? Yeah, there's not like, like, what are you working towards? Right? Well, okay. If it's typically competition or performance, those are your options. You're either going to work towards a performance or work towards a competition. I think motivation is incredibly important in that. In that, well, do you idea. mean just setting a goal, or do you mean like having something to play for, or having or talking just like, having something to play for? I think is very important. Okay. Like if we didn't have the concert. Why would why would we show up every week at this point? There'd be no really no specific reason. Yeah. So I think there's got to yeah. be there's got to be a carrot at the end of the stick, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, my, my one thought this year, and this is why we brought in a professional instructor. Like we committed hundred percent this year to trying to make like like we're gonna have this guy out a bunch of times. We're just going to see what happens. We never tried that. We've always done clinics, mm-hmm. two a year, whatever. But not nearly this regular. No, not even close. And just because money-wise, for the most part. But it's like, all right, let's let's have somebody like almost every month, maybe every six weeks, so that people have somebody to answer to or they feel like they do. And, and somebody who's very good and motivational and all that kind of stuff, too, as well. But we've never tried that before. We've only had... Like every other band does, a clinic once or twice a year where the guy, I mean, essentially, what can you do in once or twice a year? There's really not that much. No. You can instruct them, but unless, he, like, he can teach people. But you're not. But you're not tracking. You're not as involved. You're not tracking the performance. Like that's why. That's like when we when we were talking earlier, we we mentioned him as like a consultant more than right. like a teacher. Correct. Because realistically, like he's coming in saying, "Here's what we would do in my band." Right. Given the situation and where you're at and what. What you're working and I with. remember where you were last time I was here because it was recent. Yes, it was so only a, not even a month ago, and it was a month before. I think that. that's I think that's important. I think that has definitely affected um, the quality and engagement of players. You think so? It's a shame that it had to, that it is so expensive to do that. Yeah, because I remember we were always engaged with once or twice a year. Yep, back. You mean back when we were new? Back in the day, dude. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, we, we had I remember. Work. 
I hate to throw him under the bus, but call him fucking Armstrong, dude. Like <laughs> once or twice a year yeah. would come out and uh, just have... work on pipe, like work on maintenance stuff, like put set everybody's shit up, like work on musicality stuff. Yeah. I only saw him once or twice a year. But I was like, fuck, you know, I, I, I took that shit to heart. Everything you told me to do, I did until next time I saw him. Right. Even if it was going to be 10 months. Yeah. Which probably was. But, I mean, I remember we had Colin, we had Aaron Shaw, we had mm-hmm. um, Steve McGarity, we had various guys from the West Coast that were very good people. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, if they're only coming in once or twice a year, there's not that much to answer to. And you have to have the pipe major that's going to make people answer that. And then you have people that want to answer well, it's that. It's got to be a good fit. Yeah, I, I would say this, like as much as I, as much as the um, teaching style of a lot of the people you just mentioned, like works for me because I'm just a glutton for punishment. I don't care. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I can fucking work with our friend Seamus and he's mellowed out now, but he wasn't always that way. And I would work with him on stuff, even like solo stuff, because I don't care. Like, you don't, you don't have to be nice to me. Right. I think that for our band, for the makeup of the band that shall not be named, the age ranges, the experience levels. The current our current instructor is a very good fit because he knows how. Like he he's very personable and he can inspire without like yelling at you or anything like that. You know, like he's, he's more sensitive to their sensitivity. Yeah, like the, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I think I feel like we have a very we have a pretty sensitive group. Yeah, I think we do. that that we work with, and there's like, there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. It's just that you need to find an instructor that can work with them and speak to them in a way that makes them want to do better, not just piss them off or burn them out or that guy's mean or you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I agree. That's definitely. You know, you wonder if you if you know if we had the beauty of living in Vancouver and had Jack on a weekly basis, where would that go? Like, I mean, I'm just—it just crosses my mind. Like, if I you mean, I'd, that, be, I'd be shacked up with some Canadian broad. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> By the way, do you think Canadian broads in general are more attractive than Americans? I think I think any person that's not from here is slightly more attractive. Like, they get they get an extra point just because they're not Americans. Because they're just because they're from somewhere else, and I'm interested in other places. But on the scale, not, not that I don't like. Don't get me wrong. I love the shit out of America, but I've I've, I've, I've pretty used to it like but on the scale of accents canadian is not oh no it's not it's not a contender (laughs) it does not even come close to australia it's so funny yeah like yeah we had the conversation we had the conversation with aussie um about you know australian accents new zealand accents scottish irish accents it was definitely top of the list australian women for sure what else? What else out there? Do you think Spanish? The, uh, the Irish Spanish? accent, get yeah, definitely the Southern Irish, like the Republic. No, either, either, really, okay. yeah, either Irish accent that takes me from that'll take me from six to midnight. Scotland gets me big time. Scottish, Scottish accent, yeah, yeah okay, time. yeah, that, that's good. Um, what else? German is not no German not so much. <laughs> Russian um, turns me on like you wouldn't believe. Russian, yeah, okay. <laughs> Eastern European, I, I could why, definitely, I could definitely mm-hmm. see. Um, we should put a poll out there. French accents, French yeah. accent, but it's 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 middle of the pack. Spanish accent, know. Spanish accent doesn't really do much for me. But I grew up in the Southwest United States, like uh, it works for me big time. But I'm from a place that's not Spanish. And don't get me wrong, <laughs> like you get you get uh, you get a mix of like Hispanic, Latin, and Spanish culture here, but like the the accent. Uh, doesn't do 
a lot for me. Just because I grew up with it. Let's talk about annoying accents. What are like what grates on you? Uh, South African. Okay, that's yeah, that's a rough one. Yeah, that depending on who it is, yeah. some <laughs> some people don't have too much of a like. Some people it's not as like nasally and awful. Yeah, but yeah, South African. That's that's a rough one. You know, sometimes. one really kind of just grates on my nerves. What's that? Filipino. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Is it is it purely the volume? No, it's not. It's like Chinese people talk very loud. It's not that. It's it's the. I don't know what it is. There's something about it. It's just the treat. Talk. It's just the treatment of vowels. It's something about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just grates on me. I don't I'm like. Trying it. to think of what accent like really pisses <laughs> me off. Um, like most uh, East Coast accents. New York City is pretty annoying. Fucking drive me nuts. Yeah. I like the Boston accent, but only because it's so funny. And I'm I very okay with funny with it. people. Yeah, I'm, the, <laughs> I'm okay with the Boston accent. Here's the thing: I'm okay with the Boston accent if you like lean into the humor of it. Yes, exactly. If yeah. you're self-aware about it. Yeah. But yeah, no, like uh, like East Coast, like Jersey, New York, <laughs> that is fucking grating. Especially when you get into um, like the <laughs> who's who's the woman, and she's way over the top, an actress, a uh, Fran Drescher. Oh my god! Yeah. Like that Super is like the, that's like like <laughs> just, put a, just put a fucking bullet in me like God Almighty, uh, <laughs> it hurts. It's like it's like fucking nails on chalkboard yeah. in voice form. <laughs> like, How do we get on accents? I have no by idea. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we do here. But so anyway, why do people still listen to this fucking no show? Idea. Yeah, I have no idea. okay. So, so we were talking about bringing in instructors and how that could be potentially motivational. Um, w- the so, right instructor. I think I think there's yeah, a there's definitely a point to be made where the you have to pick the person that's right for the group or the student. Correct. Like I've had instructors before, solo instructors that I had one lesson with and I was done. Right. And it just wasn't a good fit. Just didn't feel right or whatever. Yeah. I think with groups, it, it becomes even more complicated because you have to, you have to get someone who is invested enough to adapt their, their, conversational style to each individual person knowing something like they have to actually know that person they have to be able to say i know your name your name your name your name i know what i can say to you 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 right that won't just like shut you down and granted i say it makes our band sound like a bunch of fucking sensitive pansies there is some sensitivity but it's also like you know they're musicians dude musicians are fucking sensitive yeah yeah. I mean, I'm not, and you're not, but <laughs> most most are. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. So, but yeah, that's true. But so then there's the next thought of going back to basics, like sort of, not quite starting over, but sort of two steps back kind of thing, concept of like so that we can move forward. That's kind of happening with us. You run the risk of boring people. So <laughs> something funny happened today when we were in, in class, if you will. <laughs> and this happens to me all the time. I get argued with all the time about the things that I, I don't want to say, I call people out on, correct people on, however you want to say it. But remember when that one dude, Jack said, no, there's a crossing noise. He's like, what? And then we all start laughing because like, you're going to say what to Jack Lee like that. Obviously he knows what he's hearing. And it it was, and it was, it was incredibly audible. It was very obvious. He's like, what? Like as if like you're crazy. No, I'm saying the crossing noise was, oh no, it was super obvious. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, he also reacted like you're, you're crazy. You know what I mean? Like he had that sort of, I'm like, really? Right. What? <laughs> so you run the risk of people who don't want to go back and fix those basics that ultimately we absolutely have you to have fix. to. Yeah. And it, and it sucks. <laughs> like, and in, 
I would say this 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 conversation kind of uh, goes in two tangents. Like you have the one thing where you have to have an attention to detail and attention to basics, and the mostly the attention to detail. The great thing about um, having Jack as an instructor is that he's incredibly detail oriented. He has he has so caught much. me so much. He has caught me before throwing a D grace note where there should be an E grace note. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, those two grace notes are wrong. I'm like. Fucking, you fucking heard that? Jesus Christ. So, like, you know, you have to be detail-oriented because it's easier to get it right at the beginning than to go back and relearn it. Yes. We've had this conversation before where um, with people who, like, just want to play a tune too fast, they don't know it well enough, blah, 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 blah. It's easier to play it slow, learn it correctly, and then bring speed than to play it fast, not know what the fuck you're doing, and just kind of fumble through it, then have to go back to step one anyway. Yep play it slow and bring it back up to speed and i think that the basic stuff i mean like crossing noises note errors those are things that apparently just people aren't vigilant enough clang on clangers clangers <laughs> and that's yes. a bummer because like there's it's no way why, there's why? no way to move forward but going to the second part of that conversation when you talk about how do you not bore people yeah like i went to that three-hour practice correct yeah Gained nothing. Right. You knew everything that was went over. Myself as included. Like the old like and that's I think that's an interesting issue. It's an interesting issue for now when we're talking about a band on life support, right? Like yes. okay, so we're rebuilding. We're not in the we're not in the bottom of the valley. We're climbing out now. And I think we're I think we have good direction, we have good intention, and we have good people. So I think that we have the potential to climb up back up to a peak. But how do you keep people engaged? How do you keep those other players engaged? That's always the risk of being... When you're in a low-level band, this is just the way it is. People like yourself, potentially, if there was any other option in town, would go somewhere else if you were going to a practice consistently where you were getting nothing out of it. Does that make sense? So yeah, no, I, no, it totally makes sense to me. Like, I, I can say for a fact, like, I go to practice as much as I possibly can to rehearse. The magic rehearse word? What? To rehearse. Like, I don't, like, I don't learn anything. Right. We're not learning. I'm not, like, I'm not <laughs> well, having, I'm not having severe work done on my instrument. Like, my instrument, I show up, I put it together, I play it. I do a little bit of it for the camaraderie, but less so now. I don't do as much for the camaraderie nowadays as I used to. Like, I used to go for the sesh. I, it's, there's no sesh. There's no sesh. There's no right sesh now. there now. Um, so I just kind of go and stand and play and keep my fucking trap shut and then i leave yeah because we're hoping to build the sesh someday (laughs) one day i will say this i try never to miss instructor practices because i have had i get those golden little moments i didn't get any today unfortunately but usually you get those golden moments where you know when you have someone at that level they can pick something that will help me yeah or he just says something a certain way that clicks or whatever yeah. it is. Well, and I mean, nowadays, like, even if I don't get something out of, uh, like, as a player, if I don't get any criticism or, or improvement out of those sessions, I get a lot of kind of, I get, I get to kind of watch the way that those higher level instructors phrase things and how they teach things and how they run the same, like, breaking it down to just, like, a bar and just running that same bar over and over again. So I think there's a lot of technique and teaching there that there's definitely you can pick up on. Yeah, so was, that's valuable to me because I, I, I never consider myself a very strong teacher. 
Mm-hmm. So I get to kind of watch the method, and then I just essentially copy paste. I just mimic it <laughs> right, when I'm yeah. when I'm like when I'm in charge of shit, and I I'm like, why are you guys playing this wrong? Instead of doing that, I just go, what would Jack do? Okay, hmm. so this just this bar. It's 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 a three out of ten. We're gonna bring it up to a six out of ten. Right. Just this bar, and we're just gonna run it run it like this. I was thinking exactly that today as he was instructing people with certain things, and I'm and I'm thinking. We don't do this on a regular basis, on a Tuesday regular practice basis. We don't almost ever pull out the practice channels for the most part. But we don't go repeat that kind of detail that he does when he's here. And at first I'm like, man, how, how could we do that more? And then I'm thinking, wait a minute, we practice for an hour and a half, maybe a week. Where we it, With him, he's here three twice for three hours usually each. So he's got that kind of time. Yeah. Where on a regular weekly practice, we don't. Unless you look at it from a monthly standpoint. And then it hit me like, well, in a month, we're practicing six hours a week, which six hours a month, which is insanely low. Yeah, but, incredibly low. <laughs> but that's still three hours every two weeks. So that's equatable to one of his sessions. So we could do it. But then we're not playing pipes as often, which when we're with him, we we don't play pipes very much at all. And I have, I, have a, I have an opinion about this we can get to after you're done. Okay. But so it, it just made, so I'm thinking like as he's teaching, I'm thinking, how can I instill this on a more regular basis and make this because it, it, it makes a difference in the moment. Like you hear it change as he does it with people. But what about the next? And then week? it goes back. It absolutely always falls back. Back and in this Like this month, like today from a month ago, fell back. Granted, when he put it back together, maybe it was a little better than when he put it back together a month ago. But. As the pipe major, like I, I, I would, I would also like, say, why are though, we starting over every time? Why are we not starting? From I would where also he say that us? the that the makeup of the people attending was different. Not, not that's it was true. Especially yeah. based on that's always a variable. Especially based on how experienced they were with the music and that kind of stuff. Like there were a few people that were at both, but there were some key players at the last one that were not at this one. Mm-hmm. That's true too. We always have the variation of who's there. <laughs> are 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 the really strong players going to show up, or are some of the people that are still learning going to show up? Yeah. yeah, and if you give them a month's notice, do they still not figure it out? A little, even a little bitter, a little can, bitter about oh, that. Oh, I'm fucking bitter about people not showing up. I'm always bitter about that. <laughs> but I would say, like, when it comes to when it comes to the uh, pipes, like how much time you spend on pipes versus channer, like we do, we do spend a lot of time on channer just to nail down some of the specifics, some of the details. Yes. And it's so necessary. But I, totally I would get say it. it's completely necessary. But I would also say it's very necessary at our practices, our, our normal practices, to spend a lot of time on pipes, because I do not believe that people spend enough time on the instrument to keep it in good working order. Absolutely correct. I I, I believe that as well, and so, I believe that since two thousand seven. That was I mean, my- granted, when <laughs> I came last Tuesday, everything was good, but it's only because I got screamed at the Tuesday before. Correct, you dude, like literally. Like it was ugly the week. Like when I when I came when I when I came Tuesday of this week and I came in and I was like, fucking, this is pretty fucking good. Like, (laughs) like I really I really don't have very many complaints here. Like this this people are people and people everyone's like, but that's the thing. People were like shoulders shoulders up, no slouch. Like they were ready to rock. Why why does it got to get to that point? They brought their A game. But why does it got to get to that point? Why do I have to go home? Two weeks ago on a Tuesday, feeling like an asshole because I do. I feel shitty at it at home when I get home. Don't you? Don't you just feel like an asshole every time you go home? Well, yeah, for the most part. But after practice, almost always I feel like a giant idiot, just because I'm like, why? Or I lost my shit. 
it happens almost every week. But like, just do what, just do the basics. If you do the basics, I don't lose my shit. But I go home feeling. Like I will say, shit. <laughs> I will say that that that's definitely factors into why we play so many pipes, so much pipes though during practices yeah. because you have to you have to you take care of it because those people. I guarantee you, if you half take our care band of it, plays on Tuesday. On Tuesday, well, maybe not half. Maybe a third. I I can I fucking guarantee guarantee fucking t the vast majority of the pipes only come out on Tuesday. Uh, really? You think? Yeah. Okay, maybe. Don't be wrong. There are plenty of weeks where my pipes only come out on Tuesday. Sure, sure. Yeah. But I know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> well, there's there's that. Too. So <laughs> if I if I pull my pipes out and I haven't played them in a week, I know what to do to make sure that I walk in and they play well. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But so. It's anyway. one of those things we've said it before. You take care of that fucking instrument, it will take care of you. If you don't take care of it and don't play it, You'll be it will cage, fuck you, know, you at Piper. the worst <laughs> possible moment. <laughs> it's not going to fuck you at practice. <laughs> no. It's going to fuck you at a performance. Yeah. And then everybody will know it. But, <laughs> but the, uh, okay. So, yeah, fuck. I don't know. So we're going on. So then the next step potentially is recruiting players, right? So this yes. is, this is where my crazy notes start to come into play here. This is where your this is where your a beautiful mind um, so things you scribbled down. Yeah, this is this is going to be interesting for you because this is, this is gonna be a long one, but you can cut a lot of shit out. We yeah yeah we can get in trouble. Please we, do cut a lot of the shit. Things out, by we the way. get in trouble for sometimes, but so for example, I was thinking about this today again. We're sitting at practice, and we had a new guy show up this week. Remember? Yes, and I had invited him. Just to come and check it out. I said, Jack Lee's coming. He's like, oh my God, that's so awesome. You guys, And I said, we have him out regularly. Okay, now I know who you're talking about. Yeah. and Super said, nice guy, too. Yeah, great really guy. cool. Super nice. He comes from about an hour, half away. He drove yeah. an hour and a half. That's away. awesome. And he's interested. He's never played in a pipe band before. He's very raw, et cetera. But I, it's hilarious because he had some very natural instincts when it came much. to some of like the... Almost musician-style instincts. Like he improved Adjusting to the flow of what's happening. Absolutely. So <laughs> instead of arguing. But anyway, so I, I have this list of connections. So this guy came to us because he's a member of the Piper's Dojo. And he lives fairly close to, well, an hour and a half away. And I just happened to be teaching him for a couple weeks now in one of the classes that I work for at the dojo. He's a relatively new member of the dojo. So connect that to the reason I work for the dojo is when, I, when we were in Ireland, I was teaching online. And I use the dojo's packet because it's a great starter packet, essentially, mm-hmm. for most people. I just agree with the style. Yeah, no, the beginner packet's awesome. So Andrew happened to notice that I was doing that and asked me to teach beginner classes at the dojo. So Ireland led to that, right? So then you go back another step. Why did Ireland happen? Well, because we met Adele, really. That's why we were there last year. Yeah. Why did Adele come here? Social media presence. She knew about our YouTube. She knew about our posts and all that she came to visit vegas just on just coincidence just on vacation and oh the irish come here all the goddamn time so concert what where did that come from it, our social media presence really kind of really started with concert videos that was sort of where that started right which you can take that back to the concert you can take that back to community involvement so the the string of things that led to this one guy showing up to this practice are, is this list of things that we've been through for what? How long has this been? Five years? At least. Right? So, so what you're saying is we need to have a really good concert video this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Not Focus, well. focusing, on, focusing on recruiting drummers five years from now. <laughs> exactly. So, but you can see the, how, how long potentially it takes for these oh, connections forever. to the lead to come about. To, to convert a lead. I'm sorry. I'm using fucking marketing terms. 
But to to take a person from zero to a member in a pipe band is like five years. From the point that they actually start from the learning. point from not even that or, or hear about from it, the maybe. point that they even from the point that the spark occurs in their brain where they say, "Hey, that'd be a thing I want to do." Mm-hmm. From that point to them playing in a circle, it's like five years, well, man. Very often, from the point where that spark hits your brain, it's still another year before you actually bother to look up how to do it or or go through the depending point. on your age demographic. True, the youngins they get right in. Not, I'm not so sure because so many people that I've that we've gotten involved in these classes because we started classes and stuff. Like, they've been thinking about it for a long... I get all these emails, oh, I've been thinking about... I've been watching you guys for a long time. I go to the concert. I've been thinking about picking up drums. I've been thinking about picking up pipes. They've been thinking about it for a while. We just don't know about it. Or most people... Until they tell us this, you know? So, if you're out there listening to this podcast right now and you're interested in learning the pipes or drums, don't waste time thinking about it because it's going to take a lot of time for you to be able to actually do it. Get started. You better start now, dude. Start immediately. <laughs> you better start now. Otherwise, uh, you're not going to have a lot of time to actually perform before you die. <laughs> so another another list of things that's very similar. It's like this whole tree of fucking yes. craziness that I've written down. But we have like the, the friend and the sesh side of things. Yes. Right? So we make friends. Uh, so, for example, we have Ozzy Osbrod who is coming out next year now. We made very good friends with her. She's booked a trip to come to Vegas to play any games with us, etc. She's coming the week before? Or is she coming three weeks before? She's staying for almost like three weeks. That's fantastic. I want to make sure I actually get to hang out with Ozzy. Oh, no. She'll be here for a lot of time. So so why did that come about? The podcast. Podcast. (laughs) So This this shitty show that you guys are listening to right now. That everybody hates. That uh, the band I should not name hated originally. Uh, and why did that come about? Because we were in Ireland. We saw Big Rab. He, we were, had the idea, but he actually got us sort of off our ass to start working towards it. You know, we we're inspired by him. It was interesting to be part of his thing. You know, which what does it lead back to? Ireland, Adele, social media, th- the stuff that led to this other guy. So there's like strangely so enough, weird I can track I can track all of this to one exact time, place, and location. What's that? I can track all of this. Back to you, uh-huh. me, Ev, an angel sitting, sitting in a room <laughs> in my office. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I had four I only owned a couple of camp chairs. <laughs> right. I had four chairs in what is now my office in my house, which are sitting right now. This whole kitchen was torn to shreds and plasticed up. You All like I had no over there. I had no furniture, like everything was torn to pieces. And you guys were telling me about the concert, which I had attended the year before. Right. Okay. Right. I attended as a guest. Right. Um, I, I went to it, and it was like blew my fucking brain out backwards through my skull. I was like, "Holy shit, we could have never done something like this back in my day." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Hey, I have an idea. <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna do it, but I have an idea." And that was when I pitched the fucking Dollar Shave Club ripoff video. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In the fucking office with camp chairs and i had i didn't have anything in my house like right no i remember and that it goes back to that for sure and it goes back to even to be honest like you could keep drawing this back but it goes back to joe brady and waking district being very oh yeah we yeah we we copied shit out of (laughs) of waking district evan i had lots of we were big fans of waking district you know it was always we wanted to do what they were doing but better 
Yeah, exactly. Which we succeeded. Yeah, it's way easier. <laughs> yeah, it was except easier for than the playing I part. Yeah, yeah. Except, for, except for the competing, the competing pipe band part. Like, no. <laughs> but so anyway, you know, you never know where people are going to come from sometimes, and it's just a, it's like a constant. Um, it's a hustle. It's a constant hustle. Dude, you got to. It's it's a shotgun approach. Yeah, I mean, even like Jack talked about it because I told we had this we have these drummer classes and pipe classes on Saturdays and stuff, and he's. He said something like, "Man, well, you guys, you can never say you guys are sitting on your ass waiting for it. You're, you're always out there. See, we're working, our, we're working our asses off." He, he's still blown away. Like, man, you guys got no drummers. This sucks. Like, what? Are, this sucks. I'm like, but we're trying. We're trying to make it happen. We just Dude, can't. He, I talked to him. At the, I talked to him at the whiskey tasting. He's like, "What? What you guys are trying to do right now is completely unheard of." He's, he's like, "The fact that Andy is learning drums." To become the drum sergeant, to teach a class of drummers, to then have one of those class become the new drum sergeant so he can go back to pipes. Nobody's ever done that shit. And this goes back to the theme of beating your head against the fucking wall. <laughs> like, like, are we stubborn? Are we just, are we, are we dedicated or are we just idiots? Oh, we're definitely idiots. Well, I know we're idiots, but. As demonstrated by this podcast. <laughs> As demonstrated by this show that these, these nice people are listening to right now. And then yeah. it, it begs the question, is it all worth it? No, because it's never very, worth this it. This could very well happen in a year from now. It could happen two months from now. Everybody quits again, or people get burned out because we're asking so much of people, or or whatever it is. I don't know. Whatever. I get I get asked the question, um, "Is it worth it?" I get asked the question a lot, especially by uh, my friends that don't live here, and so they're not they're not on the ground and all this shit. Like my friends, like the want me to you know like move back up north and go do marketing jobs up there or whatever and like like all this shit you're in fucking pipe band all the work you put into that fucking games all the work you put into that all the thankless fucking work you do for just these random groups your fucking job all this other stuff is it worth it no it's never fucking worth it it's not about it's not about it being worth it to anyone but yourself right like it's worth it because i find joy in in beating the shit out of myself to do this <laughs> I, I like to ram my head into a wall. <laughs> like it's never going to make sense to anyone else. I think that's. I think that is the. That's the crux of the argument when it comes to the fucking work we put into pipe band. Is it's never going to make sense to anyone else. No, not at all. You know, and, and like I'm not doing it for them. As much as I like the people I interact with, I'm doing it for me. Like I, I like beating the crap out of myself to try to get this thing to work. And eventually, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get tired of it and do something else. But in the meantime, you better believe you better believe I'm showing up on time at bat, ready to take my next ass kicking. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, sir. <laughs> May I have another? <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> so let us know what you think about today's episode. We changed up the format a bit, um, in the sense that we had no format. Fuck it. It's our show. We yeah, can do whatever we want. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> um, send us an email, a voicemail, channelrand at gmail.com. Send us your best dirtbag stories. Dirtbag Olympics Part 3 is coming soon. So soon. Oh, I can't wait. We need to get some good ones in, too. We have, we have a couple, but nothing on par with the cheeseburger story. I want yeah. something. Just we, make it up, guys. I don't care at this point. <laughs> we'll read it anyway. Write us, write us your fanfic. Really? Does it have we should to be have, another one of my stories? We should, we should have, like, a channelrand fanfic <laughs> page, you know? Like... That's actually not no. That's idea. not a bad idea. Are the two heroes? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Chain Rant Podcast. Um, I'm Josh. With me, as always, uh, is the co-host of this shit show. 
that's me, Andy Fuko, and uh, yeah, always a pleasure. I'm sorry, I'm so tired. I'm gonna go to bed. Play us out. Actually, I'm gonna drink a lot more and probably <laughs> not go to bed. Yeah, it's fight night, son. Fight night. <laughs> Later, y'all. Got to Tried hard to settle down